Steve Hoffman. Captain Huff is the chairman and CEO of Founder Space, a global innovation hub for entrepreneurs, corporations, and investors with over 50 partners in 22 countries. Hoffman is also a venture investor, founder of three venture-backed and two bootstrap startups, and author of several award-winning books. These include Make Elephants Fly, published by Hatchet, Surviving a Startup, published by HarperCollins, and The Five Forces, published by Ben Bella. If you're thinking of launching a product or a company, you must listen to this episode. I'll give you practical insights and hand-on case studies how the most successful startup founders in Silicon Valley think, act, and execute in their business strategies while avoiding the pitfalls that sink most young companies. Please welcome Captain Hoff. Welcome, everybody, to Money 911, where we talk about health, wealth, and peace of mind, and how they all go together. So, now I want to remind you that this audio is also video over on our YouTube channel, Legacy Shifters, so you can see us live there. And we have a lot of goodies and free gifts at your Legacy Shift. You can check that out on Next Chapter Checklist. But I want to get right into our special guest Captain Hoff, sir, right? And, you know, there's some really a lot of questions. And I think the first one I just wanted to jump into is the critical question between scaling versus failing. Yes, I can talk a lot about this. I've actually written an entire book on it called Surviving a Startup. And, you know, I work with hundreds of entrepreneurs all around the world. So my company, Founder Space, is a startup incubator and accelerator. And we go deep with entrepreneurs on exactly these issues. They are, a lot of them are just beginning the journey. They're launching their companies. Others are much more mature. They're growing and scaling their businesses. All of them know that, you know, running and starting a business that grows rapidly is really, really tough. And I, when it comes to scaling and failing, there are, there's really one fundamental rule that you need to do or you won't even get off the starting block. And that is, at the beginning of your company, you need to figure out what it takes to succeed. And by that, I mean success. If you really want to scale a business, mean you really want to grow rapidly, you can't be doing what everybody else does. If you do what everybody else is doing out there, it's going to be slow growth. It's going to be tough. All you can compete on, and you're beginning, they're already established. They have their customers or clients, whoever they have. You have to build that. So that's really, really tough. You have to take customers away from other players who have bigger track records and everything else. How do you break in as a startup and actually leapfrog? Well, think about this. There are only two ways that startups experience rapid growth. Number one is that they do what all their other customers do, but they don't do it incrementally better. They don't do it just a little bit better they do it exponentially better. Like, and how do you do something like everybody in your business is doing it? How do you do it exponentially better? Well, you usually 
usually the way you do it is through technology because technology is evolving every single day. It's out there. It's uh, new technologies are being born literally like every day. They're new technologies. We just heard about chat GTP and all of this. You know, chat GTP right now, if you started employing it for your business, there's potential of employing AI to actually leapfrog your competitors, to do things so much better than they do it that customers are like, how did you do it? And you could do it in less time and save money because you're offloading a lot of the work to artificial intelligence. And that is just one example. The other way you succeed, if you if you don't uh, aren't going to be exponentially better, an order of magnitude better, so get customers switch from from what they're using to using you, then you have to do something unique. You have to do something that other competitors in the marketplace aren't doing. Again, the, these opportunities are cropping up every day because the world is changing. Things, you know, things are in constant state of flux because technologies are emerging, businesses are changing, markets are changing, uh, situations like with COVID are, are changing all the time. People need new products and services to grow their business. And if you can figure out something new that can give them value, and by value, I mean, when this is the other way you have to scale your business. You can't give somebody value that's a little bit of value, right? Oh, that would be nice to have. That would that, that would be helpful. As soon as you hear that from a customer, like that would be helpful, you're dead in the water. Like they never get back to you. They're like, oh, I'll do it later. Because most people, it, and me, myself included, we st- we have top five priorities in our life, right? And if what you're coming to me or to any of your customers about doesn't map to their top five priorities, you, you they will nod their head. They'll say, that's really cool. That's really great. Come back later. And they won't follow up with you. They, yeah, that, that's it. That's so true. And there's so much of the, you know, I find that in the healthy money planning, so much of it is behavioral. I mean, yeah. I, I spent most of my time coaching people on their behavior around the money. They're scared of it or they can't, you know, they don't want to even think about it till they're about ready to transition. And, or they don't even look at their 401k as the market is tanking, right? Yeah. So that's the same kind of thing. Now, would you say that, you know, this kind of more goes into why would some startups break out and others break up? Yeah, so there's there are a lot of reasons, but uh, most startups, the vast majority, like over 60% of startups, break up, literally fail, because they don't find what we call a good product market fit, meaning they are offering a product that isn't that compelling. Like, And the customers do not... The, there's a, I have a golden rule. If a customer looks at your product and they say, oh, that's good, you, you've lost already. They have to say, that's good is not enough. They have to say, oh my God, I need that product today. How can I get that product? I've been waiting for that product. That product, can I sign up? Where can I go? You know, if if they're not on that level, you know, you're going to fail. The other way uh, a lot of entrepreneurs fail out there, they don't find the right partners. Like you can try doing it yourself, but you're never going to grow a big business as a solopreneur. Like you're going to be more like a consultant or somebody like that and have a small business. You got to, if you have ambition, if you want to scale your business, if you want to grow that big business, you need to spend as much time figuring out your customers and your product as you do recruiting 
the people you need to build the product, market the product, launch you know your company, do everything you need to do. And I always tell entrepreneurs, don't go for B players, even B plus players. If you want to be an A company, if you want to be the best, you got to have the best people. And finding amazing, amazing people takes time. It's like it has to be one, like you, it has to be one of your very top priorities that like every day you wake up, how am I going to bring on board like an absolutely amazing person that has skill sets I don't have that we need to grow the business? And I'm not going to try to do it myself. I'm going to bring that person on. That's good. That's really good. You know, there's there's specific innovation strategies and you know that I'm sure you've encountered, but you know, a lot of people because the marketing is changing so fast. So let's say you have a product, right? A, pro- a product like, you know, a lot of people have coaching products. Uh, they're speakers and they've taken their book and they've made programs around. It. So nowadays, doing a webinar, you know, the launch or a challenge is sort of boring, old. Everybody does that. What unique way would you share with the folks that are listening whether they're, you know, C-Corps or small businesses that have products that they're launching, how did, how would you position okay. that? I wrote a whole nother book on this oh, called, Make, that. <laughs> it's called Make Elephants Fly. Oh. Uh, it is all about the process of radical innovation. So this is an incremental innovation. We can all, incremental innovation, everybody does, right? You, you make your podcast a little better, make your, you know, coaching class better, make your right. product a little better. Anybody right. can do that. How do you come up with ideas that pe- that just aren't on the radar that completely change the game. Exactly. So that's what on, that's what you really need to do if you're going to get in there. What really successful entrepreneurs do is they don't have that light bulb moment. Like most of us don't have that moment where we're like, "Oh my god, there's the biggest idea in the world." <laughs> if right. we do have that moment, we're almost always wrong. We almost always figure out somebody's already doing it or it doesn't work. What were you really really discover those gems of innovation that take your business to a whole new level are when you're doing two things simultaneously. One, you are engaging with your customer deeply. So people, you are figuring out what headaches do your customers have? What problems are are they really frustrated about or are they spending lots of time on that they don't necessarily want to do? But they don't know how uh, to change because they can't see the way. Your job is to get them to tell you where they are spending lots of time and resources. And then you need to couple that with the second part, which is new technology. Like, could I take this new technology, you know, open AI's, you know, AI platform, right? And could I apply that to this problem that th- that my customers are having? All of a sudden, if you can make that connection, boom, that is the light bulb moment. And you didn't come up with yourself. Your customers actually told you, you know, they're spending countless hours doing this. And then you saw, oh, I could take this and I could actually save them all that time or I could make them more money and and I can do it in a way that nobody else is doing. That's where the ideas come. They don't come from these big moments. These like people like to imagine, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you have that flash of inspiration. They come from spending lots of time listening to your customers and going deep on their business, that's where the breakthroughs come. That's great. So, you know, when you do a deep dive on all the pain points of of your clients, and so 
so your marketing strategy isn't a one size fits all. You're, everything you're saying is over the top, fabulous. This is not just good. It's great. Right. Kind of thing. But, and so how, how do they come to their clients? Do they, is our webinar still ways to connect with people? Somebody has a book they're, they're launching. You, you could do all of the webinars and everything else. It doesn't hurt, uh-huh. but it's not going to propel your business to the next mm-hmm. level. Right. Like in you, if you even look at like, if you're launching a book and you launch a book, like every, there's thousands of those books out there. It's not going to go anywhere, right? Right. I mean, it's just going to get buried with thousands of books. You need to figure out in your your head, what's a book I can write that people are like, they need this information. They're they're intrigued by this idea or this concept that isn't out there that people aren't getting. Like you have to do that fundamental research in advance, just like you would innovate on a product or a service for your clients. You should be innovating on all everything you do, writing a book. How do you do webinars? How do you do webinars in a different way? How do you do webinars where people, let's say, could you guarantee that if people do a webinar, they they will make X dollars or they get their money back within a month? Can you do that? Like if you could literally figure out a way to do that, you'd have a lot more people signing up because they have nothing to lose. If right. literally what you teach them is going to pay for the webinar within a month, then they're going to do it, right? And so just figuring out those things uh, and spending a lot of time thinking about how you do stuff and not just diving in and doing what everybody is doing is the real key to innovation. That's great. Well, you got that, that, you got that right, Dr. Haas. And, you know, you've talked a lot about... You probably wrote a book about that too, on, you know, to accelerate, accelerate, right? Yes. And really over the top. How would you, how would you come to that? So yeah, what I do at Founderspace, that's my company. It's a startup, a global startup accelerator is uh, we bring in entrepreneurs who, first of all, what we look at is the team. Like, do they have an amazing team? Have they assembled, like, just the best of breed? Like, these people are amazing in what they do. You know, marketing, you know, engineering, technical, sales, you know, they brought this team together. Then what we do is we figure out whether they are on the right track. And I'll tell you, most entrepreneurs, even who have something kind of going at the beginning stage, yeah. they have it, usually they have a lot of the pieces figured out, but they're always missing a thing or two. They always can't see. So what acceleration is, startup acceleration, is literally really good accelerators. We can give you money. We can connect you with venture capital, help you tell you how to pitch investors, what they want to see, why would they invest in you? You know, what is their goals? Big part of acceleration. You know, investors, like literally, a lot of people don't understand this. If you go to most investors and what they want to see is not just that your business will be steadily growing. And even if you're like able to guarantee a hundred percent that we're going to have linear growth, most investors aren't interested. They aren't interested. Do you know why? Because, because you think, oh, if I have a nice linear growth and I can almost guarantee this for you, why wouldn't you invest? Well, because all investors care about is the minute they give you the money, they want the money back. But they don't want the money back that you gave them. They want 10x or 20x. They want, because they know that if you have a steadily growing business that's just growing along for years and years and years, how do they get their money back? Like, how are you going to give them your money back? So, you know, are, is somebody going to buy you? Usually, 
Businesses that got bought aren't growing linearly. They are exploding. Usually businesses that go public aren't growing linearly. They are exploding growth. That's why they're, they're picked to go public. The only other way to get their money back is if you give them a share of the revenue you're earning, and then you have to be a really cash-rich business, right? That they have faith is like just throwing, you know, off lots of cash, throwing off lots of cash, and we'll make it worth the risk. Like it's super risky investing in a startup. So if you're just, you know, in most cases, they'd be like, I'd actually, if I'm going to take this huge risk anyway, I don't want to take it with a linear growth money that's going to take a linear growth company that's going to take years and years to pay me back. I want it with an exponential growth company that if I get paid back, it's not going to be a linear amount. It's going to be a huge payoff because I know a bunch of my other investments aren't going to work. So this is what we do at Accelerators is we help businesses figure out how to move into that sweet spot so that they can raise the capital, so that they can communicate to their investors and develop a business plan and put all the pieces in place for the type of business that other people will want to put money into. So do you actually, a founder space, right? Do you guys actually walk through people, say, to show them how to access venture capital or, you know, make Absolutely. all of that work? What we do you introduce do? What's them. your process there for folks? Oh, so it's an intensive process. So we uh, sit down with entrepreneurs and we go over every element of their business, you know, from their launch plan and marketing plan, customer acquisition strategy, you know, uh, what type of value they're offering to their customer and now a deep analysis of their business model, everything they do. Um, We do all of that. And then we start pointing out and a lot of entrepreneurs make mistakes. So one of the big mistakes is a lot of entrepreneurs they're trying to do too many things at once at the beginning and they aren't yeah they aren't focusing really on the the one or two things that are going to really move the needle that are going to make a transformative business a difference in the business so they may be spending lots of time on their logos and lots of time on you know uh, you know podcasts and other things those things you know they'll add a little to their business but they're not going to fundamentally change their business. What they need to, you know, we're we're zooming in on like, what is that one? Usually what we're zooming in on is what I call value creation. Value creation. And value creation is what value, what unique value are you creating, not for yourself, for your customers? And how do you create this value? What are you doing to give that value to your customers? And then later, if they get that right, then we can figure out how do you communicate, you know, how do you market that, how do you target and acquire those all the all the other pieces are pretty simple because they, you know, there's, you know, once you figure out what cost that I like to say, being an entrepreneur is this is what being an entrepreneur is. It's like being an oil wildcatter. You are literally out there hunting for demand. Nobody creates demand. You don't create demand for your product, right? The demand already exists in the real world. And you go out there and start drilling wells, trying to figure out where there's all this pent up demand. And when you find it, boom, a gusher, that's where you put all your energy. Nothing else matters, right? Just where the demand is for that thing you figured out. Mm, that's good. So you you are on every level. You're on the startup. You're on, you know, people that are already going. But it isn't just, I mean, everything I hear is just over the top, you know, better than good kind of a Thank you. approach here. And 
you've got how many books? You've got Make Elephants Fl- Fly, Surviving a Startup, right? Yeah, Those- and The Five Forces That Change Everything. And so mm-hmm. my first book, Make Elephants Fly, all about innovation. Surviving a Startup, just what the title says, How Do You Survive and Scale Your Business? And then The Five Forces That Change Everything is about the newest technologies that are emerging right now out, of, out into the real world that are poised to just totally upend what we're doing. Huge section in there about artificial intelligence, which we're seeing right now. Like, how is artificial intelligence poised to literally remake everybody's job and every business on the planet? How, you know, and how is gene editing, another big one, right? How is gene editing poised to change literally everything from our met whole healthcare system, to how we grow food, to how we raise livestock, to any every, everything that involves a living organism on this planet will be changed. So these That's big ideas, <laughs> these are all totally scary mm-hmm. and and really fascinating and something something that people need to understand. So as you apply that AI to like a growing business and just because it's so like, oh, what's that? You know, for most people uh, that aren't in that zone, what, how could you, you know, boil that down into something really simple that, you know, like how could, where, where do I use AI? I know I can, I use it right now or something in content or, you know, people are at the You could, you can now use it to write blogs. You can now use it to write social media posts. You know, there are a whole bunch of things. But literally, AI is going to change every one of our jobs. Like, mm. think about it. If we can be smarter and faster, more efficient at doing what we do, why wouldn't we? And literally, jobs just a few years ago that people would say, oh, AI can't displace those jobs. That's something only people can do, like creating amazing pictures, amazing images, creating amazing videos, creating uh, uh, stories, you know, all these creating music. We thought, oh, only humans could do that. We're suddenly figuring out, no, 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 no. AI can be extremely creative, but there's one thing that's more creative than AI alone, and that's humans interacting with AI. So you take humans out of the loop, it's not going to be nearly as effective. What we're seeing, it's called human-computer symbiosis. What we the future right now that we are on a cusp of is how do we work with AI to create so much more value and and products and services and you know healthcare and everything else in the world so much better, so much faster. That is the tra- trajectory we're on. And if literally you aren't innovating, you aren't accessing these technologies, figuring them out, trying to figure out how they apply to your business, you're going to be left behind. Because I guarantee you there are others that are, and they're going to take those, they're taking those technologies, they're going to be reinventing these professions and businesses, doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, it's moving fast. So is that what you talk about in the five forces? Yes. And so I talk. What are the five? What what do you mean? Hey, you want to know all five? Yeah, I do. Of course, there's, as we talked about, gene editing. There's uh, what I call exploration, expansionism, human expansionism, which includes space exploration into outer space and nanotechnology going down into molecular level and figuring out how we reinvent, uh, you know, use use at the molecular level, build little robots and new materials that will completely revolutionize the world. There's also uh, brain-computer interfaces combined with virtual reality. So we are uh, on the 
cusp right now of hooking our brains up to the internet. And at the same time, we are able to create these virtual experiences. So what we will actually see is in the future, you won't be communicating on your phone. That'll seem like an archaic device. You will actually be communicating through your thoughts with other people directly on a, on a brain net, which they've actually built these brain nets on a very small scale in laboratories. And they work. You know, they have monkeys solving problems together with chips in their brains. They have human beings who have are completely paralyzed with chips in their brains, literally sending messages over the internet, controlling robots, accessing iPads. All of this is possible. All of this is going to hit the mass market. And then the last chapter is all about what happens when we hit superintelligence. What happens when we hit, have machines that are actually smarter than human beings? Yeah, that's a little where, scary to me. <laughs> yeah, and where, where what does it mean for our, the world, our jobs, our lo- you know yeah. society? Uh, where everything. are yeah, yeah? So the five forces goes in all those directions. Okay, so which force would you, you know, like some of it? I could, you know, honestly, I'm not really interested in a chip at this point in my brain. But you know, some people like that. But what I'm interested in is how does that? How can it, at this level, where we're at right now, folks use the that AI. Oh yeah, for, and the other technology. So and the other technologies it, for their business. Yeah. So it's on reachable. a very practical level today, I mean, we're seeing it yeah. right now. So I encourage everybody out there to get on Chat GPT, which is released by OpenAI. Google's coming out with one very soon. They already have built it. They just didn't release it yet. Now they have to mm-hmm. scramble to right. catch up. <laughs> and you know, you're going to see. Uh, probably Facebook coming out with one soon because they don't want to be left. Nobody wants to be left right. in the dust. Um, but these these artificial intelligence platforms are going to be very consumer friendly, very easy for people to interact with and use. And literally, they'll just help you to do things better. So uh, I like I will go on Google and I'll search for something now. So I might search for a medical thing that I want to know about. You know, we all have medical issues we want to know about. But then I'll also go to chat GTP and see what it says. Because it says it in a different way. Like Google, I have to go through different websites and actually right. click on the site and see. Oh, okay. And, you know, and that's kind of a laborious process. We've all been through it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're on our 20th site trying to get the answer to a question, right? right? We have right. a specific question, but yet we have to go through 20 sites to try to figure out who answers that question. Then you go to chat GTP, you can literally type in the question and, and it, what it's done is it's absorbed all the information on the internet with a deep learning algorithm, and it will spit out the exact answer to your question as if it were a living being. Like it's it's a wow. it's an it's an algorithm. It's not a person, but it will literally yeah. talk to you as if it were a person. That you can do today. You can go okay. on another. You can go on another uh, uh, platform called. Uh, there's one called Dal E, D A L L dash E, and you can literally type in text. I want an image of a unicorn and up will pop an image of a unicorn. No, I want that unicorn to have wings. The next image, the unicorn has wings. I want that unicorn to have wings and I want it to be standing on the Empire State Building. <laughs> Boom, there's your, like, pretty amazing. Yeah, Not hard for anybody to use. For sure. Well, now tell everybody how they can get in contact with you, right? The so, best way. Yeah, super, super easy to reach. If you want to reach me, go to founderspace.com, founderspace.com. That is our main site. You can just contact me right off the site. We respond to all emails. I do. 
And there are tons of videos, materials, my books, everything's there. I'm also on all the social networks, like search for Captain Hoff, the easiest right. way to find me. Captain Hoff, you know, on LinkedIn or anywhere else, and you can get a hold of me. Super. And, uh, and, and they can go there and get your book too? Oh, yeah. My book's in, like, it's published by major publishers. So they're out, they're everywhere. That's great. Captain Hoff, you've been been a joy to be with and really very interesting because you are on the top of the wave and the cutting edge of, of this you. whole, you know, and you have it from the foundation because the beginning of what you talked about is is essential to, for any business, no matter what level they are. Yes. So maybe p- get, leave us with a parting thought that you'd like everybody to, to think about today. So I would like you uh, to do one thing. And go into your business. And, and I want you to challenge everything you believe. So everything you think is true about your field, I want you to say, is that really true today with these new technologies? Or could I change that? And that just may spark a, a, a rabbit hole that you can go down where you'll discover a whole new world. Right. That's cool. That's a great idea. You even got my interest on that one. You may, you may get a bunch of phone calls here for sure. Yes. Well, and if well, you have a great idea, come to Founder Space and, well and pitch do. it. Well, do Captain Hoff. It's been a, it's been a pleasure, and thank you for joining us today on Money Nine One One. Thank you. There's so much to learn about healthy money. I hope today's discussion brings you one step closer to securing and protecting your future. So you can get started on the right foot. Go to meetwithchrismiller.com and schedule your free financial fitness strategy session. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe to Money 911 so you don't miss our next episode, which includes health, wealth, and peace of mind.